0: Everyone, Chaplain John McTurnan, and this is our Wednesday night uh, Bible teaching, Bible study, or Bible teaching, and I don't know. Usually, it's something about the uh, healing the brokenhearted and um, that uh, that ministry. But tonight, we're going to do something different, and I'm going to um, kind of go through my presentation on Saturday with the title is Conclusive Proof Only Jesus of Nazareth Can Be Israel's High Priest After the Order of Melchizedek Now that's a that's a big title and a big name Melchizedek and we're going to get into it and I'm going to go kind of real slow on this and I want to make sure everybody grasps it and I, uh, I this is the la- the part one was a little difficult uh, because of all the material. But this one here was ten times more difficult because I had ten times more material and I had to choose to narrow it down and then how to blend it all together. So I enjoyed it. It was tedious and I got it finished today and I was supposed to... I thought I'd have it finished earlier Sunday but I got finished today and I sent it over to the uh, pastor and um he said he'll work on it tonight he said he'll probably get it finished tonight so we'll be all set because the uh the what he has to do is i have it for my monitor but the church has a big screen two big screens actually and it takes i think different software so he's got to transfer it over but i am very very happy there is a lot of information in fact i'm going to Probably uh, you're going to see some stuff that um, one, well, one in particular that I never taught before. It, it's in my book, but I've never taught on it. So I'll be showing you that tonight, also. And let me get over here to the open conference room. And don't tell me I didn't open it. No, I did open it. And we have Sister Kathy here. Hello, Sister Kathy.
1: Good evening, Chaplain John. Happy, okay. happy. Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you.
0: And and I ha- I'm telling you, I have to get some good sleep because I'm up a lot early in the morning. I don't know what time I was up again this morning. Just um, kind of going th- over things in my head and all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I-, I think probably after Saturday I'll get some good sleep. Says to Kathy.
1: I bet you will. Total, absolute relief.
0: We were at, uh, we meaning my wife and myself, were at Cracker Barrel yesterday. I take her there every Tuesday for lunch. And we were talking about the presentation and she was very, very interested in it. So the more I talked to her about it, I was getting really excited. like uh, It was like a sporting event. And I was telling her, I said, um, this is the way I felt when it was taking the rabbis and the anti-missionaries head on. I said, uh. I couldn't wait. I said, I couldn't wait to do it. I love it. I said, this is the <laughs> feeling I'm getting now. I'm getting the same feeling. But I said, "This there's no uh, confrontation here. This is just um, Cure love. getting the information out yeah I, I, I'm worked up over this. this is in a very very good very very good way. So let me open with a word of prayer. Father we thank you for um, today and all the things that are happening Lord with, for you your ministry and uh, we just praise you and thank you for it Lord. Tonight we want to work out any bugs in this Lord, iron them all out get it all ready to go Uh, so i ask your blessing on it and the bible says study to show thyself approved unto god a workman that needeth not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth so lord we want to rightly divide the word of truth according to you not man's doctrine not my opinion and whatever we do in this ministry is always under the blood of the everlasting covenant in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we will. Oh, I don't want to say hello to Sister Sharon. I don't want to leave her out. Hello, Sister Sharon. Yes.
2: Hi, Chaplain John. I'm just here waiting for you to uh, get started on this presentation. I'm very excited to hear it. So, so.
0: Okay, here we go. Lift off. <laughs> let's, let's have a countdown Ten, nine, 8. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let me get over here, and oh, I got to get it over to you.
1: You want me to tell you some really good news now, or wait till after? Oh,
0: please now.
1: Um, <clears throat> Times Square Church is going to be having a prayer service at Yale University, April the nineteenth, at their request.
0: My goodness! Wow!
1: Yeah, wow. and they're they're in talks with Harvard and Columbia.
0: Well, Columbia's right there, not too far from uh, Times Square Church it's in mm-hmm. Manhattan. Well, uh, hold off. There's no rush on starting, so I can get back on it. Um, I the, the, no, I guess you didn't hear. Did you hear the story of my son and daughter-in-law going to uh, see the movie?
1: Whose son and daughter-in-law?
0: My son, John.
1: No, 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 no. How did they like it? Oh,
0: my. Oh, my. Oh, let me tell you what happened. All right. So it was my daughter-in-law's birthday, and we gave her two tickets to, to go to the movie, to see that movie, Jesus Revolution. So after the show... Last night I I was going I was going to bed and my wife said, Did John contact you? And I said, No, no. She said, Well then you don't know what happened. I said, No. Well what are you telling what are you talking about? She said at the movie theater. So um, I'm saying, Well tell me what happened? She said, Well when they went there, there were two very, very wealthy businessmen and businessmen and they were purchasing everybody's ticket for them. <laughs> And then the show was like a, over a hundred, um, There were, they, they, it was full. You know, it's a big movie house with separate theaters mm-hmm. in it. So right. it was full. And they, they said, we're not going to turn the people away. So what they did was they opened up another theater. And they put, they so they Uh-oh. filled two theaters. So when the show awesome. was over, these two businessmen got up and they said, um, don't leave! Don't leave! We want to have prayer. We want to have. We want to. Uh, we want to confess sin and pray for revival. Please stay with us and pray. Indeed. Stay with us and pray. Uh-huh. And then a doctor that there's a not exactly a hospital, but there's a yeah yeah it's a hospital real close to the um, to the movie theater, and a doctor came in with his scrubs on, <laughs> and wow. he, he came running in and he he, he said. I want to lead in prayer. I want to lead in prayer. <laughs> so they oh, were having a they, revival awesome. in the movie theater. Mm. Thank well. you, Jesus. So then they Amen. Then, Amen. then they said they were paying. They want they said come back and bring friends with you. So they prayed for the whole they paid for the whole um today. Today was all paid for if you went to the My movie. My goodness. So wow. Nancy went. She's there right now, and she took the two granddaughters with her.
1: Yay. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Isn't that amazing?
1: That, that is outstanding. Boy, when it pulls rich men paying and a doctor running in to pray,
3: yeah. something's happening. <laughs> something's happening. Hey, <laughs> man. And
2: that just uh, Sister Kathy and I were talking about revival this morning too, and this is just more confirmation
0: of oh, well, revival going on. Oh my goodness! Well, I'll tell wow. you uh, what's it, it, what happened with me now is I'm kind of analyzing this. Um, I if if the problem was I was really beginning to think the Lord had forsaken us, and that was really bad. But now, when we're seeing this, um, so all over the nation, it's sprinkling. It's just starting. This isn't the fullness of it. It's just starting. It's putting a lot of hope. As long as I know he hasn't forsaken us. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. Know, you know, Sister hey, Kathy, it's a terrible well, feeling to think, not me personally, but like your nation is forsaken of God. And, you know, who could, who could say, yeah, because of the wickedness of it. But God's people was still. There was a remnant here, praying and praying and praying. And Amen. God has honored the remnant. Now He has. He really has.
1: Yes, He has, and we are so thankful.
0: So yeah, that's so that's what happened there uh, at that movie theater. So I don't know what's going on. All the all, all the and the prayer meeting today. You know, I'm, I'm in Texas, and they were talking about uh, Baylor. University and um, Texas A&M. And that one pastor there knows the, um, what would you call it, like the uh, the Christian group on campus, or whatever you would call that. Uh, he knows the chaplain. That's what it was. He knows the chaplain of the group. And he was getting first-hand reports and he was telling, he was all excited, The pastors all excited about what he's hearing coming from Texas A&M. So,
1: Good God.
0: yes, yes, Lord, yes, pedal to the metal. <laughs> so yeah, I, I told,
1: uh, I guess Jan Markel's got to reconfigure her thought process now. So thank what? you, Jesus, for
3: that.
0: Oh. So uh, I called Pastor Fred up today, and I told him about what happened uh, last night. So he was all excited, and he checked and he's gonna go tomorrow he checked the movie theater and
3: all right,
0: he's going tomorrow and then I I talked to my daughter and she um she hadn't heard from a mother about it but I I did I told her so she has a real busy schedule my daughter with work and then she's going to law school and the family and all she said it's real close to me it's in a movie theater real close to me and um was about an hour. It was be to be about an hour after I was talking to you. She goes, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'll talk to you tomorrow about it. I'm going to go and see that movie today. So she took.
2: Right.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So the timing is perfect because of the release of the movie. And then, uh, what's going on right now in, in the college campuses. Yes. Amen. Amen. So I do highly recommend it folks. Um, it's called Jesus Revolution and it's about the, uh, the the movement that's hit America in the late 60s and early 70s. It started in the college campuses. Oh, oh, oh! And it spread. It spread throughout the nation. And i got to share this also here, if I don't forget. Oh, yes, I won't forget. <laughs> so, uh, what happened was the messianic movement in America began in in this movement, the Jesus Revolution, because as it spread through college campuses, it was reaching the the Jewish students. And the Jewish students were getting uh, swept up into the Jesus Revolution, which there was no really messianic movement, or it was very small, prior to the late 60s, early 70s and then it 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 was like a like an avalanche came through, so today at the the prayer meeting they we had a real good prayer meeting uh men's prayer meeting uh, meeting today and uh in prayer time, the Lord really i thought inspired me, and I shared what I'm sharing now about how the Jewish movement, and the atheists and the communists they all got swept up in that uh that, that great revival there in the late 60s, early 70s. So I said, look, it's starting again today. How about the Muslims getting swept up in? I said, how about the woke?
3: Oh,
0: So they I mean. all loved it. They loved it. Oh, that went over great. So we started to pray now for the woke and uh, that the Lord is going to break in and free the uh, homosexuals and all the people in that bondage and the Muslims and and, and and that. So, wouldn't that be really nice, Sister Kathy, and Sister Sharon? Oh, that
1: would
0: be nice. wonderful. So let's keep that focus, okay?
1: All right.
0: Yeah let let's not okay. drop let's not drop that focus, but let's keep it that um, this next big move will bring in you know, hundreds of thousands of Muslims and uh, atheists, communists, uh, the woke these these woke, that are real Christ-haters, that they'll, they'll get swept up too. What a what a glory for God. All right, so I'm going to start off uh, speaking with a testimony. It's going to be very light compared to last week. And uh, it's going to be how I was challenged by uh, Judaism's anti-missionaries and the rabbis to reconcile Hebrews uh, chapters 9 and 10 with Ezekiel chapters 43 and um, 40 through 46 primarily uh, Because in Hebrews it says Christ was His sacrifice was sufficient. In fact, I'll show you the scriptures and uh, In the millennial realm there are going to be uh, sacrifices, so I took up the offer and if I, rem- I remember correctly now, what you're going to see now, and that's only a part of it, is what came first. And then the, the part about the throne, which I taught part one, came afterwards. And they were very close, but that came afterwards. And then it, it sealed it that they wouldn't uh, talk to me anymore because they, they they had no answers. There were zero answers. So the um, I, I found out when I be, oh, about 1997, when I began online to tangle with the Jews and the Muslims and everybody else, that, that was really my calling was an apologist, a defender of the faith. And you'll see it here in Jude 1-3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you. And exhort that you should earnestly, that means really truthfully like, really um, with vigor and all, contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And then I've been, uh, that apologetics group I belong to, I was talking to them today as a matter of fact. And, you know, Sister Kathy and Sharon, I think, uh, the man that's ahead of the group, he's uh, he's, he's he's a Israeli uh, believer, and he's got a PhD in I think it's ancient Hebrew. But I'd like to get him on our our show and to pray over him. Yeah, yeah. Egal yeah. is his name, and uh, this is an international group. I mean, there's Russians in it and Ukrainians in it and. I can't think of them all. a lot of Americans are in it. Uh, but he's got my books and he read one of them and he really liked it and then I did send him the the first presentation and I got a glowing email today. so he he's tried to set it up that we he could um, do it live Saturday, but they can't technically they can't set it up yet. But anyways, that's these associations that that's there. International Biblical Apologetics Association, and it's some really good stuff there. So I recommend um, you, you if you're interested in that, to go and take a look. All right, and uh, this is the book I wrote uh, after being challenged by his name was Yuri, he was a physicist from Tel Aviv, I remember. And uh, then on the material in the book, Only Jesus of Nazareth, Considered on the Throne of David, I used that to debate Tovia, Rabbi Tovia Singer in New York. Um, well, years back now, but the information is still really uh, alive, and that's what I used in the first presentation. Not as much in the second uh, presentation I'm doing now, but it's it's coming from the same book. Actually, yes, it, both of them have a lot, but I'm not going to use much of the first presentation in the second. I got it all screwed up, what I said. All right, now this is the uh, artist's rendition of way of how the Lord's house, as it's called, uh, it can be interchangeable with the word temple. This is how it's going to look uh, during the millennial reign of the Lord, his kingdom. And I'm going to be focusing on the tall building, sort of in the center. That is, we're going to refer to, as the scripture calls it, the Lord's house. And I'm going to be showing you some very, very incredible things there about the Lord's house. So that's the building we'll be focusing on, right in the center. And that's where the Holy of Holies is located now isaiah uh, starts isaiah chapter 2 starts about the millennial reign and it's got a very important concepts here they're going to carry over to what i'm going to be showing you in ezekiel isaiah 2 2 and 3 and it should come to pass in the last days that the the mountain of the lord's house there it is the lord's house now remember, temple is kind of um, interchangeable with this, but it's the, the key is the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. And many people shall go and say, come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob. Now this, this last port, part is critically important and he will teach us his ways. And we will walk in his paths so going to the house of the lord is he himself is going to be teaching so the house and, and then let me read that again and he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths so it's how to live the house is going he's going to be teaching how to live according to his ways his word now look look what look how it goes now because out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So the basis is the law and the word of God, and it's going to be going forth from Jerusalem, and He's going to use that to teach the people how to walk in His way, how uh, teach us His ways, and how to walk in His paths. Now, what was what's going to develop? Now, when you see the word there, or the phrase, because out of Zion shall go forth the law, you will see that this is not the law of Moses. It's called the law of the house. And the law of the house is, I'm going to say, radically different than the law of Moses. There are some elements of the law of Moses that are in the law of the house, but it is um, very, very, very different. And that's where it gets real exciting because the Lord is in the middle of this and it, it's just a whole new way of looking at scriptures now. It's called the law of the house, not the law of Moses. Now, when we're going to look at the law of the house and uh, we're going to look at... Now, this, is, this picks up from last, uh, the last teaching on this was on the throne... The Messiah's throne, in under the law of the house, in uh, the Messiah's throne, the Holy God of Israel is sitting on on the Messiah's throne, and this is radically different than the law, because and He's sitting on the Messiah's throne as both king and priest. So I did a complete teaching on that in the first part. I can't really get into it now because of time restraints. But we want to look at the key prophecy of this, and it's in Zechariah 6, 12 and 13. Speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, the man whose name is the branch. Now that is the Messiah. The reference to the Messiah is the branch. And the context here is the the, uh, high priest of Israel. So the high priest of Israel is now being referred to as the Messiah. And he shall grow up out of his place. And he shall build the temple of the Lord. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord. So it's a double emphasis that the Messiah, the branch, is going to build the temple of the Lord. And he shall bear the glory. Well, kings bear the glory. Uh, on the throne and shall sit and rule upon his throne that's the throne of david and shall be a priest upon his throne impossible under the law of moses this shows us there's another law in place and this is very important and the council of peace shall be between them both so the council of peace and in isaiah 9:6 it says that he is the Prince of Peace. And uh, Isaiah 9, 7 says that uh, there'll be no end to the peace of his reign. Uh, Zechariah nine ten is about the Messiah th- overthrowing the kingdoms of the world there at the time of, well, at the second coming of Jesus Christ. And it says he is going to preach peace to the Gentiles. So peace is very important now, when we look at uh, the law of the temple and what's going to take place. Okay, so the high priest now, we, we've established that during the, the, during the Lord's reign, he's both going to be, become king and priest, and we see this, and how he he's offered this, or this title. He has this title, it's an odd name, uh, Melchizedek. So we go to Psalm one hundred ten, verse one, and this is the second place in the Bible or the word or the Old Testament where the word Melchizedek comes up. And the Lord, that's that's the God of Israel, said to my Lord, that's David's Lord, which is the Messiah, sit down at my right hand till I make the enemies thy footstool. We drop down to verse 4 and the Lord is speaking to David's Lord the Messiah and the Lord has sworn so this is an oath and will not repent thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek so here is the foundation in the Old Testament that the Messiah when he sits on the throne of David he's going to be declared a high priest God's high priest with an oath sworn an oath and in the order and I'll explain order of Melchizedek shortly so this is where that title comes in and in fact I'm going to show you and shortly that the Lord as our high priest of the order of Melchizedek is already in place in heaven that is his uh, title as priest now the other reference to Melchizedek, uh, we gotta go back to Genesis uh, fourteen, eighteen, and this is when Abraham met uh, Melchizedek. And so it, verse eighteen and Melchizedek king, okay, so Melchizedek is a king, king of Salem, which means peace, brought forth bread and wine. You know, we'll, we can look at right there bread and wine, that's communion way before it was issued, and and was the priest of the Most High God. So Melchizedek was a king and priest. This is before the law. This is before the law of Moses. So he's the king of peace, and he was the priest, the priest of the Most High. So now, um, let's take a look at this priesthood. The priesthood was eternal and based on an oath. Melchizedek, when you break the word up, it means king and righteous, king of righteousness, and then also peace because he was the king of Salem. So the word Melchizedek is the composition of two words, king and righteousness. Order means, uh, after the order of Melchizedek, the manner. The manner, the way things operate. And Salem means peace. So that, that Melchizedek was a perfect, and I'm not going to get into whether it was the Lord or wasn't the Lord and all, but just the way the scriptures is using it here, he was a perfect example of God's eternal high priest through Jesus Christ in that, um, He was king and priest at the same time. Uh, He was the king and righteous, which is exactly what the Lord is. And peace. And this peace is going to come up again very shortly. So that's how that title comes about. The Lord is our high priest after the order of Melchizedek. I'm going to take a look at... um, hebrews uh, chapter 7 because this is where the main teaching comes in now about the lord being our high priest so verse 16 who was made not after the law of carnal commandment but after the power of an everlasting life and the thing about hebrews 7 well let me let me read the rest of the scriptures but this man because he continueth ever has an unchangeable priesthood. So that means that the priesthood does not go, leave him. Only he is the high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Because it's made by God's oath endless, endless, endless oath, you know, endless life, never ends. Now, verse 25 is very important. Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come to god by him seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them so right now the lord in heaven at the right hand of the father is our high priest after the order of melchizedek when he rose from the dead and uh, ascended to the father that is his position now by oath the lord is sworn and will not repent Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So one way we know we have assurance of eternal life is verse 25. Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost, completely, to the the, absolute completely, that come to God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. So the priesthood of Melchizedek is in functioning right now and it's going to be transferred to um uh, the, his the lord's um house as he as he as it's called at his second coming and when he sits on the throne uh, of david he is also going to be our high priest there so uh, we, I'm going to take a look now to show how this all comes together with him sitting on the throne in the temple in Jerusalem. Now, um, with the law of the house, this this is, and by the way, this is new, what I'm teaching. Um, when we look in the Old Testament, the scriptures are clear that when the Lord returns, he's setting up a new covenant that springs out of the covenant that we have. Because it's going to be, Israel is going to be involved, the nation is going to be involved, and there are going to be some things in it that are similar to the law of Moses, but it's under the new covenant. So let's take a look at this, Ezekiel thirty-seven twenty-six. Moreover, I will make a covenant, now here it is, of peace, which I mentioned earlier, with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them, and I will, pl- and I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary, there it is, in the midst of them forevermore. So this covenant is the Lord. You're going to see that he is the covenant. It's an everlasting covenant. It involves his sanctuary and he calls it the covenant of peace. Now, if you go to uh, Ezekiel 34:25 you will see another reference to the covenant of peace. Um Zechariah 6 which we just looked at verse 13 says the council of peace shall be when the Lord is sitting on the throne as both king and priest. And Isaiah 9:6 calls him the prince of peace and Verse 7 says that it's an ever-increasing peace. So the Lord wants his millennial reign to be a time of peace on earth. And it's called the covenant of peace. So he is going to reign over a covenant of peace as our high priest. Now look at verse 27. My tabernacle, there it is again. When when this covenant is going to be uh, put in place, In verse 27, my tabernacle also shall be with them. Yea, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And then the third witness in verse 28, And the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel, when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. will be in Jerusalem. So God is going to initiate a new covenant under Jesus Christ. It's a covenant of peace. Now we're going to look at this covenant, this uh, and it's it functions under what's called the law of the house. And there are three times in Ezekiel where the prophet is told to carefully observe and report what he's seeing. This is found in Ezekiel 40, verse 4. Ezekiel forty three ten through thirteen, and Ezekiel forty four five. So it's it's uh, God is very clear that Ezekiel is to precisely write down what he sees. What he sees. So let's look at the major scripture about this, starting at Ezekiel forty three ten. Son of man, show the house. To the house of Israel, that they may be ashamed of their iniquities, and let them measure the pattern. Now remember, it's that it's called God calls it here His house. This is the uh, I'm just going to say temple. This is the temple that's going to the Lord's going to reign from. So crystal clear on this. This is after His second coming. Now, listen to verse uh, 40, uh, 11 and 12, how God probably more, more than any place in all of Scripture emphasizes something. And if they be ashamed of all that they have done, show them the form of the house and the fashion thereof and the goings out thereof and the comings in thereof on all the forms thereof and all now here, all the ordinances—that's that's like laws—and all the forms thereof. Look how many times the word "forms" are being used, and all the laws thereof, and write it in their sight that they may keep the whole form thereof, and all the ordinances thereof, and do them. Uh, it is so clear that Ezekiel, what what he saw, he wrote. If he didn't see it, it wasn't there. This is the, now, and then we go to the next verse. Verse 12. This is the law of the house. Upon the top of the mountain, the whole limit thereof round about shall be most holy. Behold, this is the law of the house. This, so when I was reading Isaiah chapter 2, and it talked about um, the law, and the word of God coming from Jerusalem and the Lord was going to teach our way teach the people that his ways um, it's the law of the house it's not the law of the Mo- the law of Moses folks it's the law of the house it's you're gonna see how radically different this is than the law of Moses the, the people are going to be taught like a new way they're going to be taught meanings the law of the house is one big object lesson for him to teach from. So the emphasis on what you're seeing in the law of the house is for the people to be taught, and he is going to teach the meaning of it. Ezekiel 44.5 And the Lord said unto me, Son of man, mark well and behold with thine eyes and hear with thine ears. All that I say unto thee concerning all the ordinances of the house of the Lord, that's the law of the house, and all the laws thereof, the law of the house, and mark well the entering into the house and every going forth of the sanctuary. Um, So this is, again, the law of the house, and it's going to function under the covenant of peace. Now, immediately, when we're looking at the law of the house, uh, there is a conflict with the law of Moses, and it has to do about what's taking place in the Holy of Holies, uh, where under the law of Moses, that's where the Ark of the Covenant was, that's where the high priest went once a year, that's where the blood was sprinkled. Uh, So now when we look at the law of the house, What's missing is the ironic priesthood. There is no high priest of Israel. The high priest is replaced. Uh, the high priest is replaced with the high priest after the order of Melchizedek. That's the Lord, folks. That's the Lord sitting on the throne of David. The, so, right away, this is huge. There is no, as as the scripture has taught under the law, a high priest. But under the law of, of the covenant of peace, the Prince of Peace is there, sitting on the throne. He is our high priest. There is no Ark of the Covenant. It's replaced with the throne of David. There is no Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement, during the covenant of peace is fulfilled by the person of Jesus Christ on his throne. And there is no blood atonement. The, the blood atonement is sitting on the throne. He paid the price on Calvary. There is no more um, anything connected with the uh, Day of Atonement, the High Priest, the Ark of the Covenant, shed blood. That's all gone. It's all been replaced. By uh, the Lord, under the covenant of peace. So this is what the uh Ark of the Covenant looked like. Well, it's a, again, it's an artist's rendition of it. We no one knows exactly what it looks like. But those are the two angels there, the ser- seraphim. They're on top of the Ark. Now that Ark, the cover to it is loose. It just fits over it, and inside of the Ark with three items. One was the law, the 10 commandments was placed in there as God had written with his finger. The other was a pot of manna, and the third was a a branch that budded. They were they were all inside the ark of the covenant, which is in the holy of holies. And on that top which you're looking at I'm I'm going to say like underneath the angel's wings there is what was called a mercy seat and that's where the high priest took the blood and sprinkled it right there so this is what uh, this is the proof that the ark has been replaced the throne of david replaces is replaced replaced by the ark of the covenant and the holy of holies the throne of david replaced i've got to take that buy out that doesn't be confused uh, replaced the Ark of the Covenant in the Holy of Holies. Now, I when I was explaining to you about the law of the house, I, I was mentioning how it, it emphasized, there was great emphasis placed on Ezekiel, only writing about what he saw. And we see a great emphasis again, not as strong, but it's a tremendous emphasis again. Jeremiah 3.16 And it shall come to pass, when you be multiplied and increased in the land in those days, saith the Lord, they shall say no more the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Neither shall it come to mind. Neither shall they remember it. Neither shall they visit it. Neither shall any of that be done any more. And there's a reason for it. At that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord. And all the nations shall be gathered unto it. Jerusalem shall be thrown throne of the Lord. Yes, because his throne is in his house, in the Holy of Holies. So the throne of God replaces the ark. Neither shall it come to mind. So during the millennial reign, they're going to completely forget about the ark of the covenant. Neither shall Uh, if they remember it, well, that's really the same thing. It's going to be forgotten. Neither shall they visit it. They can't visit it. It's not there. Neither shall that be done anymore. So the Ark of the Covenant is completely out of the picture uh, when the Lord's reigning, uh, sitting on the throne of David, uh, because it's replaced. The Ark has been replaced by the throne of David. So... Right now, we're looking at the high priest being replaced by the Lord as our high priest after the order of Melchizedek. The Ark of the Covenant has been replaced because the throne of David replaces it. And those three items that I mentioned that were contained in the Ark, the first is the Ten Commandments, the Word of God. Well, John... One fourteen 14 says and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld the glory the glory of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth well there's no need to have the 10 commandments there because the word of god is sitting on the throne of david which replaces the ark aaron's rod that budded uh, John eleven twenty five. Jesus saith unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he was dead, yet shall he live. Well, Aaron's rod that um, stem there was uh, dead, and it it came alive. Well, that's not needed anymore, because that we got the the real resurrection and life, the one that has the full authority to resurrect himself. He is sitting on the throne of David, the pot of manna, John six forty nine. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. So there's no need to have that pot of manna there because the the manner of that you eat and never die is sitting on the throne of David. So you could see the picture developing here that all of what was there under the law of Moses was a type which was going to be fulfilled by the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, sitting on the throne of David. The Day of Atonement is a person and it's Jesus Christ. So... The same with Passover. Uh, Passover, we could honor it as a day, but it doesn't function as a real um, feast of the Lord because Christ, it's only a shadow, the Bible calls it. He is the fulfillment of it. Passover is a person, the Lord. And you're going to see that the Day of Atonement has been fulfilled, and it's the Lord. The Lord is Passover. It's a person, him. So when the Lord uh, rose from the dead and he went into heaven, we're going to look at what Hebrews says. Hebrews nine twelve. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Once eternal redemption, there's no more need for shed blood. Verse 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living, of God, the living God? So it was the death of Christ in his blood that, that fulfilled Yom Kippur. We've got a clear conscience now, and we got to, We can have a Christ conscious, not a sin conscious. He, by His blood, He went into the holy place in heaven, and obtained eternal redemption for us. Remember what Moses or the Lord told. Yeah, Moses said that He was to build according to the uh, the holy place in heaven. The Ark of the Covenant in the temples were a um, like a, a replica of what was taking place in heaven. Hebrews 9.23 It was necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, the Lord's blood, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. So the, the uh, on the Day of Atonement, uh, the blood was sprinkled to cleanse and purify um, all of the instruments and all from sin but it's final now and heaven is cleansed through the blood of Jesus verse 24 for Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands which are the figures of the true but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us (laughs) So everything, the ritual there, and Yom Kippur was fulfilled by Jesus Christ when he went into heaven before the Father, and everything was purified with his blood. So there is he is Yom Kippur, He is the Day of Atonement sitting on the throne. Now, when we go to the uh Lore of the House, we got it like kind of define what sin is. And that's defined in Ezekiel forty-five nineteen, And the high priest, excuse me, and the priest, not the high priest. And the priest shall take the blood of the sin offering and put it on the posts of the house and upon the four corners of the settle and of the altar and upon the posts of the gate in the inner court. And thou shalt do the seventh day of the month for everyone that erreth, and him that is simple. So shall you reconcile the house. So sin, during the millennial reign, is error and being simple. Uh, it's There will be no crack houses, pornography, um, drunkenness. Uh, there will be no um, lying, stealing, cheating. That will, because the Lord is going to be ruling with a rod of iron. So the Bible says to error is to stray um, and, and be, be misled, usually figuratively, to a mis- to a mistake, especially morally to transgress. So someone, um, I don't know how, how you could figure that, put that in there, but... Someone did something that was error here. Well, remember, the Lord is there in his glory. And it's brought to this person's attention. Well, the Lord is going to tell tell them, don't worry. Um, It's taken care of. But there's no, it's a picture of what he did. That's what this is all about. He's already dealt with sin and paid the, the price for it. There is no high priest. There is no um, Day of Atonement. There is no Day of Atonement, by the way, during listed uh, during the uh, millennial reign of the Lord. Um, there is no blood sprinkled or anything like that. And that, that blood is to reconcile the house. And then it says simple means silly. Sed- uh, seducible. Um, so this is vastly different than uh, the law of Moses. And remember, going back to Psalm, excuse me, Isaiah 2, 2 and 3, teaching. The Lord is going to be, this is all teaching. He's going to be teaching that His blood paid the penalty for all sin. That's clear. And I think we could look at the teaching is very important for salvation because during the millennial reign, uh, the people have sin natures. And they can be thinking the wrong things. But as long as they don't act on it, um, the rod of iron is not used. But they're going to have to decide that they need Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that's what this whole the house and the blood and all that is showing it's like a it's like a sermon he's preaching he's showing them and to show you how wicked the people can be during the lord's realm reign when you get to the end uh when Satan is loosed, there is a huge rebellion against god against Jesus Christ. So, for hundreds of years, um, people are, they want to sin in the worst way and they can't. Uh, It's really mind-boggling to think of this. He's there, the creator of the universe, perfect environment. He's providing peace for them, and they want sin and they can't. Satan is loosed, it deceives the nations, and there they are in rebellion against the Lord. So his house and everything you're seeing there, he is showing them the need for salvation, the need to come to him as their savior. Because there is lots of sin out there, folks, during the millennial reign. The law of Moses, um, so on the Yom Kippur, atonement for the holy place. Um, and what's there is transgressions and sins and that uncleanness, it's unclean. Under the law of the house, it's to cleanse the sanctuary. It's nothing about the, 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 uh, of the people. It's nothing about them. It's reconciling the house to God. Amazing folks. The sin for the people have been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ sitting as our high priest uh, um, uh, under the order of Melchizedek. Sin under the law of Moses, iniquities, transgressions, sins. Uh, again, this is during Yom Kippur, and you go down to verse 30, Leviticus sixteen thirty. For on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you, to cleanse you, that you may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. Under the law of the house, it's to reconcile the house. It's not atonement for the people. It's to reconcile the house. Because it's the blood of Jesus that's paid the price for the sin. The focus is cleansing the Lord's house and not the people from their sin. Now, here is a picture of um, what it looks like, because you may not be able to um, visualize it. But this is the Lord's house, and there are inner gates which are on the north and south, and there's one on the east and then there are is an entrance to his house with pillars pillars, big pillars, all of them are to have the blood applied to it. The altar has the blood applied on the four corners of the altar, so when the people come to see the Lord, they see the blood. It's all over the place as you get near the entrance to the Lord's uh, house there. Everything is gone in it, except there's a small table and the the throne of David in the Holy of Holies with the Lord sitting on it is both king and priest. That's what Ezekiel saw. So what's missing then, overall, the lava of brass, now that's a a big brass-like bowl that is um, behind the altar of sacrifice, and the priests would go in there and wash and cleanse themselves. Well, now we are clean through the word which he has spoken to us. The table of showbread is not there. Well, he's the bread of life. The menorah is not there. The Lord is the light of the world. The altar is not there. He's a sweet savor unto the Lord. The veil of separation is not there. His, his body, when, when he died for us, that, and he died, his body was like the veil. So that veil now is rent. It's open. Now, here is the big picture of, um, the Lord of Moses. And you could see the entrance radically different than, uh, the Lord of the house. The altar of sacrifice behind it is the bronze and lava there for cleaning. Then you come in to your left is the golden lampstand, the menorah. To the right is the table of showbread. In front of the entrance is the altar of incense. Then you have the veil. And then you have the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant is. Radical difference. And the Lord is going to be ruling under a new covenant, the covenant of peace uh, with the law of the house. Um, then we'll, we'll finish with this. Um, there are two things that are outstanding as you come to, to see the Lord in, the, in his house. Number one, there's water running from the right side of the throne and the coming underneath the his house, and it runs right across the courtyard, right next to the eastern gate comes the inner gate, and then the outer gate, and then it heads down towards the Dead Sea. So the people see the water. You can't miss it. It's right there. In fact, I the Bible doesn't say, is it just flowing, or is, is it in a conduit? It doesn't say. So... They might actually be stepping in the water or over it but they can't miss it and also what's there and here's the scripture about that afterwards he brought me again uh, unto a door of the house and behold the waters issued from under the threshold of the house eastward and the forefront of the house stood towards the east and the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the right side of the altar. There it is. Now what also the people see is the blood. Ezekiel forty-five nineteen, And the priest shall take the blood of the sin offering and put it upon the posts of the house and upon the four corners of the settle of the altar and upon the posts of the gate of the inner court. So they're going to see the water and the blood. Can't miss it, folks. As they approach Christ, um, sitting on the throne of David, and they're in the front of the house, right there is the blood and the water. And I'll show you where it's applied again. And we're going to look at the finished work of the cross and how this all ties in with the water and the blood. John nineteen thirty four, and one of the soldiers, with a spear, pierced his side, and forthwith, came there out blood and water. That blood and water was proof that Jesus was dead, and when that came out, it ran down his side and it dripped onto the earth, folks, and that is the creation that the the sinless blood of the Creator was dropped onto the earth, along with the water there that his lungs had filled up with and his it was around his heart. That was the proof that he had died, and that was the proof that he had died for our sin, because when he died, he he paid the penalty for our sin. So the water and the blood was proof that he had died. So we come down to first John five eight, And it says, there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree on one. So the, 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 the water and the blood running out of Jesus Christ down onto the earth was proof, was witness that he had died for our sin. And the Holy Spirit was the third. So the water coming out of his side down to the earth bore witness and the spirit agreed with that water and blood on the earth and it said "Combine these three agree in one that the Lord had died and paid the penalty for our sin, the water and the blood. Uh, this ends the presentation folks and what I'm going to do is come from uh, the Water and the Blood, Paying the Penalty for Sin. And then I'm going to go right into the Gospel with um, Luke 4.18. And uh, I've, I'll have i be showing them this, and I'm going to go to the symptoms of a broken heart. And then from there, um, I will be just kind of freelancing it as the Lord leads me for uh, praying for salvation, healing the broken heart, freeing minds, uh, freeing people oppressed of the devil, uh, praying over them to break curses, praying for physical healings, uh, praying for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and then recommending them to uh, to follow the Lord in baptism. Well, that does it. And... It was pretty clear for me to follow it, putting it together. I think it was in the order that I want. So we have to see now how it um, sits with others. So Sister Kathy, hello, Sister Kathy. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to say something else. Here's what I want to know. Who is in the order of Melchizedek? All of us?
0: No. Oh, no, only just him. simply
1: Jesus is the order. An yes. order is people. It's not no, no, just no. one person. No,
0: no, I told you it means manner. Manner? Yes.
1: What does manner mean?
0: How you do things.
1: So, Jesus, only Jesus. Well, I mean, how does that make sense?
0: Makes perfect sense. The, well, explain it. To me. Well, uh, it's by an oath. And it's well, made I mean, the the oath is made to him, the manner of Melchizedek, both king and priest, uh, prince of Salem, king of Salem, and that no beginning, no end.
1: Yeah, but that's him. But the order of Melchizedek.
0: No, it's only him. Cause
1: like the order, the order of monks and the order of. No. You know, I just thought the order was a group of people
0: no, 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 the order there is it means manner of okay manner of his Alrighty. his uh, priesthood is untransferable because right. he has eternal he is right. eternal life, so no that that is only him now that Joseph Smith claims that uh, he was a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. But it can't be because it's untransferable. And because it's untransferable, he ever lives to make intercession for us. So right here on earth now, if we mess up and, uh, I don't know, play with sin or something, he's there as our high priest to intercede before the Father and say, my shed blood, Uh, Paid the price for that sin, so he ever lived to make intercession for us.
1: But he won't need to make intercession for us when we get to heaven.
0: No, but here he does.
1: Yeah,
0: right, right, all right.
1: So yeah, in in, in,
0: in heaven he won't be into, he won't be no, there'll be no intercession in heaven. But there could be down on earth, you know. But it's not going to be sin. Is not going to be. Um, Like it is now, Sister Kathy. There will be none of that.
1: None. None. Zero. Well, thank you. I think it was very, very good.
0: Okay. And I will emphasize that, Sister Kathy, about the word order and manner, how it it goes together. Thank you. Um, Wild Olive, hello.
4: Hello, Chaplain John. Uh, I thought that was really, really good. And I really liked uh, all the verses that you brought together uh, talking about the water and the blood. It just gave a really good picture of the significance of that whole event of the crucifixion and how it is going to be
0: uh, in the millennium. I thought that was great. You remember, um, I may try and emphasize this more, Wild Olive, the teaching aspect. Isaiah tells us, it lays the foundation that his laws, his ways and his manners and all is going to be come from his law and he's going to teach us. That the whole thing there is a teaching experience by the Lord when he's reigning.
4: Well, it will have to be because everything will be so different if everything's restored to how it was during the garden of eden and there's no curse on the land and uh, everyone's way of life is going to have to be uh, quite different from how it is now so you know i guess he will be teaching us
0: how to live right but it, yeah, um, but in those a, conditions you're going to see it now look he's probably he's probably going to use the new testament that's the word of god and there are certain things under the law of moses he'll probably use but what wasn't there, Ezekiel didn't report, and he didn't see the high priest. He didn't see the uh, the Ark of the Covenant. He did see a throne. So, the, the the way he deals with us, he's going to be teaching it. He's going to be he's going to be a great teacher during that period of time. And one thing he's going to teach is the water and the blood, and how that ties into like First John. Look, like I just showed first john five eight it's perfect it's absolutely it's right there, the water and the blood that's what you see when you come to the guy, to christ's house there, his house you gotta actually literally walk through the blood and the uh, walk through the water and the blood's looking at you
4: and with him teaching, there can be no uh false teachers or right. misinterpretation right. Or, or people getting it wrong because they thought something meant something because he will actually be teaching us
0: yes yes that, I think you got a winner there ok alright and, and I had to leave a lot out <laughs> I had to leave a lot and out and then
4: um, leading right into the gospel presentation after doing the water and the blood bit I think that's, that'll be great
0: yeah, I'll probably um, I'll go into sin. Um, how the Lord died to pay the penalty for our sin, and that's still needed in the future during His reign. But right now, this is how He deals with it, and that's that's what I'll. I don't know. I'm just going to let it go. You know, I don't. I'm because I, I preach the gospel a lot, so I'm, I'll just lead it. However, the Lord, I'm, I'm going to set it to that point, and then let the Lord just take over from there
4: sounds good
0: okay and then we have um sharon here sister sharon hello
2: yes hi um i'm with wild olive on this teaching tonight is that when you first were starting it up and you started talking about that uh, people be, hear the lord teaching and i don't know why that's the first time that ever struck me like that that i'm going I'm going to hear God's going to be teaching me stuff, right? And, stuff, and
0: it's Well, well, amazing. yeah, you'll be there, but it, this teaching is really geared for the people alive. Then, you know, okay. we, we 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 have glorified bodies and all of that.
2: Okay, so we we'll already know what he, basically. We well, already well, know. gonna well, to teach, but, the well idea but it's that aimed
0: at them. It's aimed at them. Yeah. And a lot of it's going to be a salvation message for them. And uh, it's yeah. amazing when you think of it, he is sitting on the throne with, on his glory, the creator of the universe, and there are people out there listening to him, seething that they, if they get a chance, they'll attack the throne and, and take him off it. Isn't that amazing?
2: That's wild. That's That's crazy.
0: That's the power of sin. Man, man. And we know it's true because we look at the end of the thousand years and what happens. So they've had perfect conditions on earth, perfect justice. Everything has been perfect. They've got the creator of the universe right in front of them, right there with them. And they still want to rebel. Yeah. Okay, anything else you wanted to add, Sharon? Pardon? Is there anything else you want to add?
2: Uh, No, I just really enjoyed listening to this tonight and uh, just going over it, and I I can't wait till Saturday. Are you going to talk about it more tomorrow night? I don't think so. Okay.
0: I don't think so. But um, uh, that was the first time I taught the uh, Covenant of Peace.
2: Okay, I think there's a lot to it and stuff. And, uh, I plan on uh, listening again to it and stuff. It's just so loaded information, so, so. And again, I can't. I can't wait till well, Saturday. One things that, that's that thing that's interesting
0: in this, Sister Sharon, and everybody that's listening, um, when I first came to the Lord, I found it very interesting about. I don't know particularly why, but I did like the Ark of the Covenant and the Tabernacle in the Wilderness. And there are a number of books written about that. And so I read, I don't know, three or four books and that kind of, I got enough of it because there's only so much you can write about it. But none of the books or, or excerpts that I've read since ever mention it, comparing it, like I just did. It's strange. So there but the the important thing it it's like the ark of the covenant is the shadow but the fulfillment is Christ sitting on the throne of David there. Why don't they do that? Why don't they go, you know, type in shadow and fulfillment? For some reason Ezekiel there 40 through 48 is fenced off, ignored And, like I said, very little written about it. Very little.
2: You're the only person I've heard uh, talk about this like this. And it's so rewarding to hear this, This, just to know that our Lord's sitting on the throne. And I've never heard anybody else ever say it.
0: Yeah, well, you can thank Yuri Yosef for that. (laughs) He's the one that (laughs) baited me into it. And it's really been a great blessing. But um, I don't know why they ignore it, they completely ignore that temple. But look at all the, there's such richness in it when you study the law of the house. Can, here's Gigi and Randy, hello.
5: Yes, it is. And we enjoyed it. We were just discussing how much we liked it. Okay. I do have a question though. All right. I don't I maybe I wasn't following it close enough but who is putting the blood on the actual house?
0: Priest There are two See oh, these are okay. things that I can't get I time-wise and all I can't right. get into. Well, here's what okay. happens. There's two forms of priesthood at this time. One of the Levitical priests and the other are the priests after, um, I guess you'd call it the order of Zadak. Do you remember Zadak there? In, with, oh, yeah. Yeah. So the the ones with Zadak are able to come close to the Lord, and the Levites are not. So it, it won't be a high priest, but it's the, the priests after the order of Zadak is that Z-A-D-O-K? They will be the ones mm-hmm. doing that.
5: Okay. I thought you said it, the, it was priest, but I just, I didn't remember. But I do, I do have one comment. Sure. Which is, when you originally taught this, it was a long time ago now, um, you were talking about it was uh, the two witnesses were the blood and the water. You used the word witness. Yes. I think that that's significant. I mean, that cleared up everything for me when you when you said it that way, that it's the two witnesses. You know, the water yeah. and the blood are the two witnesses. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I, I, I can't you...
0: tell you. Well, I have it here. I have the heading, witness of the blood and the water. I can put two right in front of that. <laughs> that's what I'll do. I,
5: because I really think that's significant because... I asked so many people, you know, I was in a, I was in a Jews for Jesus Bible study for some time, and I asked all of them, some of them spoke Hebrew and had studied in Israel or lived there, and they could, nobody could ever explain that to me about the, about the sacrifices. But the minute you said it, it was totally clear that that's what it is. Do
6: you have a question? Yeah, I wanted to ask a question. Uh, John, when you make a presentation and then you ask us if we have any questions afterwards, that's very rewarding. Will you be able to have any Q&A after your presentation on Saturday?
0: No. No. What I'm going to do is tell them uh, that they can email me.
6: Uh Uh-huh. That's good.
0: Yeah. Because I I plan on... uh, focusing um on the gospel do
6: you, do you have a time constraint on Saturday
0: not really I, not really but i do you know i mean an hour and a half that could be a lot of time up there so they haven't put a constraint on me uh, but there is a, there is a somewhat of a limit yeah.
6: okay
5: that was really good. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, I'm that, I'm glad that that turns out to I'm be I'm glad
5: that you tried out on us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um it's not like I preach because I'm analyzing everything and think, preaching you just let it go. <laughs> but I tonight I wasn't doing that. I was carefully examining it as I was bringing it. I'm very interested in the order. Because the order is very, you've got to be cohesive with the order as it's presented.
6: Yes. I know the order, it's the order of Melchizedek.
0: <laughs> 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 well, but hang it on is, I mean,
3: me, Hang on here. It let it me, because
0: yes. okay. the Greek yep. is a little bit more uh, explicit. This is for Sister Kathy. Let me go over to the Greek with the the word order of Melchizedek because I noticed it was uh, uh more detailed than the uh Hebrew. So let me go over Hebrews 7. Let's take a look at Melchizedek and um here we go. Oh no, order. I'm looking for the word order.
6: Well, I I think I think your manner Is not an exact synonym, but it's close
0: to it. No, I took that right from the Greek. Uh huh. I mean, right from the Hebrew. That's where I took that from. I can't find it. I know it's here.
5: Because I I understand, you know, that was a good uh, question on Kathy's
3: part.
0: Here's the order, the word order in Greek. Uh, regular arrangement, that is, in time, fixed secession of rank or character. And it is translated um, order ten times. Official you know, John, dignity.
6: John, it is interesting the word order has a lot of different meanings. Like, do uh, you want fries with your order? Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, do things in order. Right. And in this, in this case, order means in the same manner.
0: Yes.
5: Well, it's interesting because you can see it's a kind of structure that was put in place.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah.
5: But he's the only one that can fulfill that structure.
0: Yes, and the order is both king and priest. The order is the name, Melchizedek, a king of righteousness, and that he was both king and priest. So that's what yeah. Jesus is after, the manner of Melchizedek. And also there was no genealogy. Uh, Melchizedek right. just shows up and he's gone. So I, order, manner, I I guess maybe you know, it's a slightly outdated word in the King James. There might be a well that's... A little bit uh more clear, I guess today Maybe. well what
1: what made me i mean what just blows me is like it's the order of the Franciscan monks, the order of the um Cilician monks, and so it, it I just thought it was i mean to me it just sounds like a group of people under that ordership.
0: Well, and you're right. And you're right, Sister Kathy. um, Except that when you know order and manner are, like, interchangeable, so it becomes, just like I said, he has no beginning, no end, no genealogy. He's the king of righteousness, but he's also the priest of God, and he's the king of peace. So that's where you get this this tie-in with Jesus to the order of Melchizedek, the manner of him.
5: And as you said, it's unique. Those other orders, they join those orders, and then they take vows to be in that order. But this was God's choice that he's going to be in that order, and that's it. Right. And, And you have to meet that criteria, and he met the criteria.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. But Jesus has genealogy on the man side, you know, that's on the human side.
0: Not on his father's side.
1: I said on the human side.
0: Right. Well hey, we have someone else here. Hold on. We have Ariel.
7: Yay. Well, this is all interesting. Um I'm just learning a lot, but I don't think I've ever heard much about the Order of Mount Kivode. (laughs) (laughs) And what is going on? Um, I know you had something I thought was March 4th, but are you doing um,
0: Yes, that's why I I taught that. I did this tonight as a trial run for March 4th. Okay,
7: Okay, perfect. And is it at the same church as last time? Yeah. Awesome. So it's going to be on myshalom.org?
0: Yep, same thing. Now, on the 11th, I'm going to be speaking at another Messianic group north of here. And uh, I don't know the name of it. I just got the address.
7: Well, you'll find out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got a... Yeah. And so... So that's next uh next uh Saturday. All that's right. awesome. There we go. Yeah, so it's close. I got Thursday mm-hmm. and tomorrow morning I was speaking in Pakistan.
7: Oh right. awesome. That's, I hope that um many are blessed by it.
0: Um Ariel, did you morning. did you get to see the uh Oh yeah, Sister Kathy, that may interfere with prayer time. Yeah, that's
1: what I was thinking.
0: Um, well, if it does interfere, um, I guess, and I got good connection, you could just switch over and watch it.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, Ariel, is that picture uh, that movie in your area there? Jesus Revolution
7: jesus revolution i gotta look it up because i just learned the name i i had seen you said you were going to the movies and then shortly after i think it was the next day or two i think either i think twizzle said she went someone went in the chat and that's when i learned what the name was i I didn't even know but i'm gonna look it up did you like it
0: oh yeah oh my yes Oh yes, it was. I didn't
7: even know. I didn't even see a trailer about it, but I'm definitely gonna check it out.
0: It was marvelous. It was marvelous. Now your mother lived. Your mother lived through it. Yeah. Right, Sister Sharon.
2: I. What do you mean? I lived through it. I haven't gone. (laughs) No,
0: you were alive when Uh it took place.
1: You were a hippie. Oh, oh. I to place there. I, that, that looks like.
2: Are you kidding me? Detroit was one of the big hangouts. So, Detroit with all the music scene and everything coming out of here and uh, Ann Arbor area, huge, huge part of the movement. Absolutely. Mo- Motown. Enough. Now we're going back there, Sharon Motown. It, you better believe it. Yeah, and then all the. Uh, the uh, the Jesus free movement that was going on at Arbor it was really something else, big time. Jesus free. Yeah, and uh, what did they call the the Hari Krishnas and all of that and the Beatles and it was those. Uh, it was really something else.
0: When I uh, when I was an agent, my headquarters was uh, downtown New York, and if I had something. Won't be the word. Uh, sometimes I could take a train in, which I like to do because I didn't have to drive through all that traffic. But from where my office was to get the train to Long Island, I had to go to Penn Station, and I used to go upstairs because everything you do everything underground. But I would come upstairs, and there was a big plaza there for Penn Station, and the Harry Krishnas were there. And the black oh, yeah. the black Israelites, I think they call themselves. They were there, and all sorts of other groups were there. And uh, I would go and listen to them, kind of interact with them about the Lord. Uh, but yeah, the Hare Krishnas were really big, and then they disappeared.
2: Yes, totally. We, there yes, used I used to remember. be at every them.
0: every airport. You you'd run into the Hare Krishnas. Yes.
7: Was that like an Indian?
0: Yeah.
1: Thing? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So
7: that was. They, well, they would be time. like
0: kind of. I could see them as a direct offshoot of the hippies. The the Harry Christians they 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 kind of dressed the same and they had the same uh, now the Harry Christians a lot of them the men were I think kind of bald they would shave their heads but the women certainly fit the hippies.
2: Oh yeah, it all—it all kind of remind me of, of, you know, living so close to Dearborn and stuff like that. It's like their dress just remind me so much of uh, what you see with the, the Dearborn people now, the Muslims.
0: Well, our prayer is that uh, this here move the Lord's going to sweep the campuses, and a lot of Muslims are going to come to the Lord. Amen. Uh, a lot of the woke are going to come to the Lord. The Lord's gonna wake yeah, the amen. The Lord's gonna wake the wokes. Alright, well Sister Wild Olive, anything in closing? Yes, I'd like to pray for your knees. Uh, oh now listen, listen, good thinking, but I spoke to uh Tim, the pastor already, and they have like a another pulpit that they can put down from the stage. So I'll be in front of the pulpit on the ground, not up on the uh, stage.
1: But don't lock your knees. Keep them loose.
0: Now, 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 I've already taken care of that. I asked him that uh, if I move back and forth, will I walk out of the camera? He said no. We have two or three cameras, and he said "You, you can walk around back there. That'll be fine. So... If I saw walking around, if I keep walking around, that um, eases up on my knees. Yes. Okay. All right, so, okay. All right Lyle, like Lyle, Good got thinking. Everything
4: under control.
0: Good thinking. Okay. Wow.
4: Well, <laughs> I'm just going to pray for them anyway. And hey, now, listen, oh, please. Thank you so much. But, it,
0: but Sister, uh, Walala, it's very embarrassing when I can't. Walk off the stage, and I can't walk. Uh, if it was normal steps, I wouldn't really have a problem; It'd be a little awkward. But these steps are not normal; they're like, like twice a step. So, with my knees locked, it, it affects my—I don't feel good balance. So, but this one oh, yeah. here, I'm down on the ground, so I don't have to worry about coming down those steps. In other words, if I was to walk up those steps and come back down, I'd be all right. But once my legs get like that, it, uh, I, I, it I feel like um, if I step, I won't be able to stop, and I'll keep going.
1: And I can tell you from experience that's not fun.
0: <laughs> you've been down that road, sister Kathy.
1: Yeah, like a month and a half ago.
2: And down downstairs, she was. Oh yes,
0: yeah. yeah. We I forgot all about that.
1: Oh yeah. Hmm.
0: Okay, well done. Well.
4: well, Abba Father, thank you that uh, the presentation is coming together so well, and thank you that we got to listen to that tonight. I pray Abba for the for the teaching. Uh, I pray that you would just keep Chapman... John's needs are strong, that he won't even have to think about his knees during the presentation. I thank you that they've thought about that and they've made contingency for it. And I just pray that all the electrics will work, the uh, PowerPoint will work, the computers will work, and the enemy would not be permitted to touch it even one little bit. And that uh, this is going to be such a great blessing uh, for and it'll go worldwide, and it'll go to the ends of the earth, to Jerusalem, and uh, have the desired effect of getting multitudes into your kingdom before the trumpet call. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. And by the way, uh, they told me that they had tripled the response to this show when I spoke. So that was nice.
3: Oh, that's good. Yeah,
2: Excellent, excellent. So, Chaplain Johnson, tomorrow, are uh, Kathy and I opening up the prayer program?
0: Well, I'm going to try. I'm, I'm gonna try. I, it depends upon what time I start. Right. Okay. So, um, I, I, we'll just we're see. Just to to we'll watch, just see. Huh? You know, but if it gets to, like, let's say we're going to start before the show, I'll just broadcast. Right.
6: Well, okay.
1: my concern was nine to nine thirty. That was what I was wondering. What what we'll do? You know, I'll just ha- I'll just have to get them to go over to my prayer line if it's earlier than than nine thirty. Okay.
3: Okay.
2: And one thing too. um if we're not able to do regular program tomorrow, everybody remember to pray for Brother Larry. He'll be at uh, the abortion clinic there in uh, York, PA, and stuff, and uh, he'll be trying to save babies and stuff, him and his group.
0: Amen. 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 Okay, Gigi and uh, Randy, any uh, last comments?
5: Well, I think it's interesting that the Lord is going to teach us his ways, because I think there has to be at least four or five psalms that say that. I know it's ninety-six, eighty-six. Teach me Thy ways, O Lord,
0: and yeah, that's going to come that through. That might be. See, that's a good idea to to add that to, like Isaiah too. Now, for my purposes of preaching, that's sufficient. But teaching it again, it'd be nice to have. More scripture back up to that
5: As I think it's interesting that you know how how many thousands of years right that the not that and it's going to come to pass right I mean where he's doing it in
6: person. It's amazing
0: john yes john? yes, Randy,
6: I thought one would drive me a good one that's involved is uh, that Jesus had the same attributes as uh, Melchizedek
5: oh yeah attributes. Yeah, could be
0: in, in what, what sense
5: in the priest yeah he, yeah he said that yeah he said that Oh, he said that already yeah, yeah okay I just wanted to very quickly just pray for the outpouring again
0: Yes, please
5: okay, and you're preaching you're preaching in Pakistan tomorrow, right? right okay, that's fine so i i, I wanted to pray for that, so it so this is um, are you teaching leaders or uh just it's going to be an outreach, or what is this?
0: um uh, no, it'll be an outreach
5: okay, Well, lord we we thank you for the opportunity that Jamil and his team and John Morrow were praying for good weather. We're praying that the people will come, that you would protect everyone, and that there would be a mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit for the preaching of the gospel, healing the sick, casting out demons, healing the brokenhearted, and all of the other parts of your word that John is going to be teaching, Lord. We're praying for a big harvest and be established quickly in your word and in your ways and that you would watch over each and every person coming. And we pray that not only would the message reach them, but it would go to reach their families and their neighbors, Lord. And I just want to pray special protection on Jamil, And his family and his wife, I know the baby is coming soon, so we pray protection over that new child coming into this world and that you would especially protect his wife. And so we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for all these opportunities. And we continue to pray. Thank you so much for the good news that we heard about the invitations of Times Square Church. And we're praying for a massive outpouring of the Holy Spirit and that um, it would go far and wide, Lord. We thank you that you are being merciful to us in this country. And we are praying that John's message, whether he's preaching it overseas or here, would go far and wide and that there would be a mighty revival that would happen this wonderful revival before um, our time on this planet is over. So we just thank you and we praise you. And I just want to also pray a blessing over everyone that has been listening and praying along whether they're listening now or later and that you would encourage every single one of us heal those that need to be healed, comfort those that need to be comforted, and May your word come alive when we read it and speak it to others, Lord. And I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. And I've kind of said it without maybe linking it together, but that we believe that the Lord paid the penalty for our sin, and he's sitting now uh, as the high priest after the Order of Melchizedek because I use those scriptures about his shed blood. He shed blood. Yeah. So exactly as we believe, that's how the uh, the law of the house is structured. There's no Yom Kippur. There's no right. blood brought in there. There's yeah. no Ark of the Covenant. And that's exactly what we believe. Amen. And that's it's how the awesome. Jews can't reconcile that. They cannot reconcile it. it no. Okay and then um we have Ariel. Anything in closing Ariel?
7: Yes, can you hear me? Yes. Um I'll do a quick prayer. Okay. Father God, we thank you so much for the teaching tonight. We thank you that we have this this technology to be able to hear a teaching, to be able to communicate with each other and to be able to have Chaplain John give a trial run on a teaching that could be very powerful and meaningful and edifying and blessing to many and we pray that ears far and wide the ears that are meant to be changed and hearts that are meant to be softened and souls that are meant to be saved through hearing a teaching like this uh can come across it. And we pray that um the broken hearted, the lost, the mentally ill. Those that have never met Christ or heard about Him or those that are backslidden can run into one of these brokenhearted teachings or uh, teachings about strongholds or any, any teaching that is uh, done by this ministry or a God-fearing ministry. We pray that they can um, just come across for God. Even people in places where the technology is very scarce or next to none, Lord God, we pray for a growth in those areas. And we pray that your technology that you've given us to grow and expand upon is only used for your king. And we pray that any evil or bullying or murder or drug dealing, anything that's of evil and of Satan and not for your purpose, we pray that um the technology doesn't work for them or it just isn't accessible or we just want technology and the tools you have given us to be used for your kingdom our father and we pray that all business corporations political system um organization ministry etc is um has your will as their desire as it is our desire to perform your will we want them to be god centered and faith based and um, just desire to um, honor your kingdom and glorify your kingdom and bring salvation. And we want all the evil and all the corruption to be eradicated, Lord God. We pray protection over everyone listening and all your children. We pray protection over Pakistan and everyone that's going to be hearing the teaching tomorrow. We pray, we pray that the Holy Spirit just speaks through Chaplain John and enters the ears of those that really need it in Pakistan. And we pray protection over the God-fearing, will-following, pastors, preachers, teachers, Bible studies, uh, leaders, uh, reverends. Thank you. And um, those that are just preaching the word of God, Lord God, we pray protection and uh the Holy Spirit to speak and flow through them, Lord God. And I pray I have your protection over all of us listening. I pray guidance and that we can all follow your will better and better each day and that we can all be more Christ-like in our actions, how we conduct ourselves, how we treat um other people, and how we treat and take care of ourselves as well, Lord God. And thank you that each new day is another chance to do those things. And I pray great rest and restoration, rejuvenation over all of us listening. I pray um, that we're waking up rested and have good energy, natural good energy, and that we're fueling our bodies and giving our body plenty of water. And um, we pray for an outpouring across the whole world. And we thank you for the outpouring um, in other areas. And we see that... uh, there's certain areas of ministry and certain ministries that are really glorifying your kingdom, and you're, you're showing that to be true by um, giving us answered prayer and many blessings and salvation. So we're going to continue to grow upon that, and we pray for the outpouring in America and countries that really need it, Lord God. We pray for revivals. And we just thank you for this ministry that we all feel so blessed and lucky to be a part of. And thank you for all the souls and hearts and wonderful people who truly feel honored to pray for each other in this ministry. And we just pray uh, guidance, blessing, protection, and to keep expanding in areas you want us to expand. And like Gigi has prayed for, um, to use the Holy Spirit to tell us how. When, where, and um, what you want us to do, Lord God, and we pray that all in Jesus' holy name, Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Okay, um, we'll see how things work out tomorrow morning, but tomorrow night we'll probably be going into Revelation chapter thirteen. So, uh, hope to see you then. So, God bless you, and um, uh, I'm gonna. I like that song because it's. Coming right out now with the music, uh, We Are One, or with the video, rather, We Are One. Okay, And this is um, Smith that's singing it. I forget his first name. Uh, Michael, Michael W. Smith.